The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daftet Vav. Today's daft has been dedicated anonymously in honor of Hilfon Ben Regina Malka and Mazal Bat Esther. Hashem Alehem Yahyu Amen. Today's daft is being studied by Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daft is being studied by Fuashilema David Ben Adel. Amen. We are going to begin today's daf on Yud Dalar Amud Bet. We'll just backtrack a little to get into the flow of the sugya. We will start one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom, starting from the word Netanya. Netanya, we learned in the Brayta. Lo yeti v'tanerot. The Brayta said, according to one opinion, that you do not make hatavat nerot, which we understand it to mean the cleaning out of the menorah. So lo yetivatarot v'hakan yaktir. Do not do hatavat nerot and then the ketoret. Ela yaktir v'harkach yetiv, which means do the ketoret first and then the hatava. This is the opinion of the rabbis that said that the ketoret would come in between the hatavat nerot. Hatavat nerot was done in two stages. It was done five nerot, then they would do the ketoret, according to the rabbis, and then they would do the hatavat on the shte nerot. That was the shita of hachamim. Abba Shaul Omer, Abba Shaul says, metiv v'harkach maktir. He says, no, you do the whole hatavat. Actually, in between the two stages of hatavat, <coughs> you had zirikat adam, the sprinkling of the blood of the Qurban Tamid, and then after that you did the um, Ketoret. So therefore comes out we have a great mahluket between Hachamim and Abba Sha'ul in the order of when the Ketoret took place. According to Hachamim, the Ketoret took place in between the Hataba, between the five and the two. According to uh, Abba Sha'ul, the Haktara took place after the uh, total hatabat hanerot. My Tamad Abba Shaul, what's the reason of Abba Shaul? Because it says, Baboker, Baboker, Behetibo et hanerot, Vehadar yaktirena. So the Pasuk says that in the morning, Behetibo et hanerot, first he cleans out the menorah, and then what? Yaktirena. And then he brings the ketoret. So hatabat comes before the ketoret. Verabanan. What does the Torah mean in that pasuk? Which means, it means in the pasuk, When you are cleaning out the candles or cleaning out the menorah, at the time of hatabah, that's when you do haktara. So you do the haktara in the middle, in the middle of the 
That's when you do the Yaktara. And the rabbis support their view. Because if you're not going to say the interpretation of the Pasuk like this, regarding the afternoon in the Bet HaMikdash, it says in the afternoon, Aaron would like the menorah. When Aaron would be lighting the menorah in the afternoon, Yaktirena. Now, according to the way Abba Shaul would learn this pasuk, seemingly, when first you do the ha'alot nerot, you like the menorah, and then you do the haktara, the gemara zkepi. Hachen amed the bereshah, but lik nerot v'adad maktiv ketorit zubin arbaim. Are you going to explain this pasuk to mean that first you like the menorah in the afternoon, then you do the haktara, the chitem hachen amed, and maybe you'll tell me, yeah, maybe that's what the pasuk means. Can't be. V'atanya, we learned in the brayta me'erev ad boker. The pasuk says. Um, the pasuk writes, "I'll give you the whole pasuk." The oil moed mechutz la parochet asher la gadut yaroch oto aharon ubanad meirev ad boker lefne Hashem. Means the kohen has to set up the menorah and light it meirev ad boker from the night until the next morning. So the Gemara says two derashot on these words. These words meirev ad boker. Number one. Ten lam data. You have to put the right shiur of oil in the menorah. Sheted doleket doleket kol alayla me'erev ve'ad boker. That it'll last until the evening, until the morning. From the evening till the morning. Meaning, they would calculate the longest night in the Bet HaMikdash. The longest night would be in the winter, in Tevet. So therefore they would put enough oil in order to last the longest night from... Uh, the time of the lighting until the morning. Put the proper shi'ur that it should last. Now, of course, uh, using that shi'ur, you'd have extra during the summer months, but so what? There's no problem of putting extra oil. The problem is putting less. So that's the first hadush. It's the shi'ur of oil that was placed. Another interpretation. She's the only service that's permissible from the Erev, from the evening until the morning is the Menorah. Meaning the Menorah is the last service of the day. Me'erev, so at the end of the day, beginning of the evening until the morning. what? That you don't do anything after the lighting of the Menorah. Is the only item. As a matter of fact, the Pasuk says, Ya'aruch oto aharon. Which means only this, from the word oto is key in this derasha. This is the item that's done ma'arev ad but nothing else. So therefore when it says that, Ubha'alot aharon etanirot ben yaktirena, it must mean that the ketoret comes first, and then the lighting of the menorah. Because you cannot do anything after the lighting of the menorah. So they were just like we explained in the morning. That when it says, It doesn't mean that you light the menorah, then you do the ketor. It means while you're lighting, you do the ketor. So too in the evening, it means the same thing. While you're lighting, you bring the ketor. But that's going to mean the ketor after the lighting. Because you can't bring it after the lighting, because it says, And it means only the menorah can be done in the evening until the morning and nothing else. 
Ela, Maika Amarachmana. So what does the Pasuk mean when it says Ben Arbaim? Be'idan Hadlaka. At the time that you're lighting the menorah in the afternoon, Tehem Makhtir Ketoret. Bring the Ketoret simultaneously. So to by the morning. Be'idan Hataba. At the time that you're cleaning out the menorah, so that's the shita of the hakamim. How's learn? He says shaniatam. It's different over there by the ben arbaim. Dichtiv oto. Okay, we have a gizrat to katuv. In the afternoon it says yaruch oto. Okay, so the menorah in the afternoon davka has to be the last item in the day because it says oto. This item is made of Adbukha. Okay, I agree with you. In the afternoon, there's no choice. They've got to get Zalat Katu. But in the morning, now I learned the Pasuk straight. Betibot HaNerot, Ikhtirena. Do that Taba first, and then do that Tara after. So that's the Shittot over here between Hachamim and Abba Shaul. What is that? Yes, at 90 degrees. That the menorah was done last. Meaning he could it first, and then the menorah. Yes, at night we have no mahlokit. The only mahlokit is in the morning. Now, the reason why we... Um, we... Uh, we started with this whole uh, suga. We're talking about hataba and the ketoret. Is because we had a stira in the mishnayot. If you remember in the mishnayot in Yoma, we had uh, our mishnah. Right, our Mishnah clearly said on uh, Yud Dalad Amud Rishon, where it said Maktir Taketoret Umetivet Anerot. Our Mishnah was discussing the seven days preparation of the Kohen before he goes to serve. It told us his uh, his daily routine, what what he would be doing. So one of the things it says was he would bring the uh, Ketoret, right, and he would light the Menorah. I would cl- clean the Menorah. So our Mishnah's Mashmah what? That ketoret comes before hatava. We have another mishnah later on that says the opposite. That hatava, uh, that the ketoret comes before the. Anyway, that the hatava comes before the ketoret. So the gemara says, oh, you have a stira. Now you have a contradiction. So the way we answered it was that no, it's talking about one shita, and you have no problem. The, there's there's the five, the ketoret, and then the two of hatava. So therefore, the Mishnah that says that you do the Menorah first, yeah, you do the five Hatava first, and then you do the Ketoret. Our Mishnah that says you do the Ketoret and then the Hatava, yeah, it's the Ketoret, and you do the Hatava of the Shtenerot. That's the way we answer the uh, contradiction. Now, the Gemara is going to give a different answer. The Papa is going to offer another answer, how to reconcile those two Mishnayot. The Papa said... Lakashya. No question between the two Mishnayot. Harabanan Ha'abashaul. What's already we know that there's two shitot over here between a banana and a bashaul, I can reconcile the two Mishnayot like that. Which means our Mishnah that says Ketoret first and then Hatava, uh, that's going according to the opinion of the Hakamim. That says the Hatavat Nerot is done after, like we learned. Meaning it's done uh, first, right? And then you do the Shnaim. And the Mishnah later on that says the Hadlaka was done, the Hatava was done before the Ketoret, that's a Basha'ul, meaning the whole Hatava was done, and then the Ketoret followed. So I can answer the two Mishnayot going according to two opinions. The Banan is our Mishnah, and the Mishnah later on is a Basha'ul.
Sikhet Rashi, just to say that inside, Rabbi Papa Amal HaKasha, Seder Yoma, Seder Yoma, no question from the Mishnayot in Yoma. Be'atavat Shtenerot, Hadetnan Ketoret Beresha, Rabbanan. Our Mishnah that said Ketoret comes first, would be Rabbanan. Be'atavat Nerot Beresha, the opinion that said Nerot comes first, would be Abba Sha'ul. Right, we take out those words. Uh, just keep the word said that you ma. I said that you ma. Yeah. No, no, no. Stick with the five and two because you have to have separate between the five and the two. So therefore, you put the ketorah in between. Then for the morning, in the morning it says baboker baboker behetivo. Right, that, that, that's what the rabbis are learning. The rabbis are while you're doing atava, do the ketor. That's exactly what Hakamim said. Abba should learn that way. Yeah, it's just bet while you are. But Abba should learn like that. He's not atava and then haktara. Now bemayokim talemat nitin neachak rabbanan. Also, you're explaining our mishnah like rabbanan. Payis keaba shaul. And the Mishnah later on is called the Mishnah Pious, because that was the Mishnah that talked about the lotteries that they would do in the morning in order to decide who gets to serve what uh, services. Because you had a lot of Kohanim in the Bet HaMikdash. So they had to make a lottery. So in the Mishnah of the lottery, we're saying that, that's going like Abba Sha'ul. That first you did the Hatavat because it's in the order of the lottery, it said, Mi Metib, Mi Maktir. So it put... Hataba and then it put Hatara. So the Gibraltar says fine, you want to put our Mishnah is a banan. The next Mishnah or the Mishnah Pais would be Abba Sha'ul. Emma Sefa. But there's a third Mishnah. Oh, what is it saying the third Mishnah? This is talking about the Kohen Gadol on Kippur. Remember, the service on Kippur is done all by the Kohen Gadol. So they would bring him in the morning the Kurban Tamid. Karsu, so he would Make shahita, but it's not really a shahita. Because normally shahita, the person that's shahita, Kurban Tamid, he stores the entire animal. However, the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur cannot slaughter the entire animal. He slaughters what's called Rov Simmanim. Meaning he pierces the Kurban, the majority of the Simmanim he cuts, and then right away somebody continues. Why didn't he do the whole shahita? Because in this case, the Kohen Gadol has to also catch the blood. He has to do Kabbalat Adam. So if he's going to make the full shaita, the blood's going to fall on the floor. He's not going to be able to catch the blood. So on Kippur, he would shohet rov. Somebody would take over and finish. And the, right away, the king would take the keli and catch the dam. So then, umarak achar, umarak achar shaita al yado. And somebody would speedily finish the shaita for him. Right? After he did rov simanim. And then what? He would catch the blood. Nichnas laktir taketorit uletiv etanerot. Then he would go to bring the ketorit, giving you the order. And then he would go clean out the menorah. Who could that be going like? Atan lerabanan. That must be going like the shitav lerabanan. That the ketorit comes before the hatavat nerot. So now we have a question. Reshav esefar banan umsiata abashaul. Which is at three mishnayot now. You have the first Mishnah, which is ours. You have the second Mishnah, which is the Mishnah of uh, the pious. And you have the third Mishnah, which is the order of what he did on Kippur. According to this, it comes out that the first Mishnah, 
and the third Mishnah are going like the rabbis, and the middle Mishnah is going like Abba Shaul. That's difficult to say. Usually when you have Mishnayot in sync, you like to keep all the Mishnayot one shita. Here you have one in three are like the rabbis, that Ketorah comes before that Tavah, and Mishnah number two is going like Abba Shaul. Is that possible? Amar lecha papa in. The papa says, yeah, you have no choice over here. Resha v'sefar banan, um si'ata abba sha'ul. So comes the Gemara and says, Bishlama abaye. Makes sense according to abaye. Who is abaye? Abaye is the one that gave the first answer to reconcile the Mishnayot. That the Mishnayot are going all like one rabbi, and it's just talking about different stages. One's talking about after the Hattara of the five, and one's talking about before the Hattara of the two. So Bishlama abaye lo amar kira papa, Resha v'sefar banan, um si'ata abba sha'ul. Because he didn't want to say that Papa's answer, because then you're going to have a problem of Resha Rabbanan, Sefa Rabbanan, Mesiata, Abba Shaul. So we know why Abaye did not subscribe to the opinion of Abba Shaul. I'm sorry, of Papa. Abaye did not subscribe to the Papa because you're going to have a problem with the three Mishnayot. But the Papa, you have a problem with your Shita. Why not just say the same answer that Abaye said? Meaning, say it's all one shita, and we just thought the first Mishnah is talking about that first you lit, you, you clean the, uh, when, the when, when the Mishnah says ketoret and then hatava, it means ketoret and hatava nerot, and then the next Mishnah talking about hatavat chamesh nerot, and then hatavat chamesh nerot, and then the hatara. What was what was the matter with that answer? So the Gemara says. Amar lecha, Tana beresha hatavat shte nerot, Vahadar hatavat hamesh nerot. He says, because you're putting it out of order. In the Beit HaMikdash, what do they do first? Hatavat hamesh nerot, and then hatavat shte nerot. The way you're going to learn according to Abaye, the Mishnah is teaching it out of order. Because our, our first Mishnah is discussing the Ketorah that was done before the shte nerot. What do you mean? Why, 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 why did you skip the, the five nerot? The second Mishnah talks about the five nerot that was followed by the Ketoret. So, Papa, I don't like that. According to you, Abayid, the Mishnayot are out of order. Because you're putting the Atavat Shten nerot before the Atavat of Hamish nerot. The Abayid, Amar Lecha, Oruye Be'almahu de Kamore. All we're doing over there, we're just teaching you that these things were done. We're not giving you the order. Don't get hung up that it's out of order. You're right, it's out of order. We're not, that, 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 that's not the discussion of the Mishnayot over here. Later on in the third Pedic, whatever is later on in the Masechet, we're going to give you the exact order of the day. So I'm not worried about that the Mishnah is out of order, because that wasn't the focus of the purpose of the Mishnayot over here. The purpose of the Mishnayot over here was to tell me that this is what the Kohen did in Zayin Yemei Meloim. And this is what the Kohen did on Kippur. Order? Order is later on. The Mishnah is going to give it to you all in order. So don't get uh, sidetracked by that. So it comes out. We have two answers. How to reconcile the Stira in the Mishnayot in Masechet Yoma. We have the answer of Abaye. That wants so that all the Mishnayot are really talking about Shitat Hakamim. And we're just catching the Hakamim at different stages. Either we're catching them after Hatavat Hamesh Nerot. Or we're catching them uh, before the Hatava of Shtenerot. That's the way you reconcile the Mishnayot according to Abaye. Whereas Rapapa goes, no. We have Mishnayot like Rabbanan and we have Mishnah like Abba Shaul. Problems according to each Shita? Well, 
the problems according to Abaye is the Mishnot are not following the order. Meaning, you're putting Hatavat Shtenerot in the Mishnah before you talk about the Hatavat of Hameshnerot. How does Abaye answer that problem? I mean, so, I mean, I, by the way, you're right, it's out of order, but we're not giving you order now. That's not the purpose of the Mishnayot. The Mishnayot can give you the order later on. Rapapa's answer has an intrinsic problem as well. His problem is that we have a third Mishnah, and that Mishnah is going like Rabbanan. So it comes that you have Rabbanan, Abba Sha'ul, Rabbanan. So it's funny to have three Mishnayot where the middle Mishnah is following a different opinion that says you do the Haktara totally after the Hatava. But the Papa would rather learn that answer with that problem than to say you're going out of order. So that's basically the Machloket between Rapapa and Abaye and Rabbanan and Abba Shaul. We start now with the Gufa. We learned above. Balo lekeren mizrahit sefonit noten mizrahit sefonit ma'aravit deromit noten ma'aravit deromit Okay, now we're going back. We're going back to the subject of the Qurban Tamid on Yom Kippur that the Kohen uh, would actually sprinkle the blood. Now the blood of the Qurban Tamid is sprinkled on the Mizbayah. So the Mishnah is going to give us a great mahlokit here. How the blood of the Qurban Tamid was sprinkled at which corners of the Mizbayah. So the Mishnah said, Balo, the Kohen comes, Lekeren Mizrahit Sefonit, to the northeastern corner of the Mizbayah, Noten Mizrahit Sefonit. So he places the blood on an angle. So it now hits the two corners, the northeastern corner, at the same time. He throws the blood, throws the blood, and it hits the two corners. And then it says, He goes to the southwestern corner, which is exactly diagonally opposite. And he places it against, again, on a, on a, on a diagonal, where it's going to hit both corners at the same time. Now, just so you can get a feeling of this, um, what they did... I have the picture book over here that I'm looking at for those that are live over here. here. You see like over here. At the base of the Mizbayah, they would place the blood or throw the blood where it's hitting two sides. Here that's this is the Deromit Mizrahit Sefonit. So you have the north uh, northeast over here. You see how it was done? Where it's like an L. It's hitting uh, two, two corners. And then you would have over here, uh, okay, this is the, that's the Dam of the Ola. Okay, and this picture's for the next uh, subject, just so you get, a, get an understanding. It was done at the base of the Mizbayah on two sides. So it's really Shtayim Shen Arba. It's Shtayim Shen Arba. It's two pourings that are really four. Because the two pourings actually cover four sides. That's Shita of Hakamim. However, comes the Gemara and says, Vetani Ala. We have a Braita on this. Rabbi Shimon Isha Mispah Rabbi Shimon Isha Mispah He says the Qurban Tamid is different Meaning a regular Qurban Ola I agree, that's the way you sprinkle You sprinkle the two on one corner and the two on the other corner Which means it's two, that's four 
you do uh, northeast, you do southwest, I agree. But Olat Tamid is different. Why? Well, what's different? That doesn't change. The northeastern corner stays the same. You, you pour it, and it goes uh, you know, on both corners at the same time. But when you get to the southwestern corner, you place it in two shots. Which means, first you pour on the west, western side of the Mizbeah. Uh, and then you pour on the south. So technically, according to Rabbi Shimon Mizpah, there's three pourings here. The first one, he agrees. Northeast, it's the same. One shot, you hit two corners at the same time. And the second side, diagonally across on the southwest, you do, you're hitting the same spots. You're hitting the south, you're hitting the west, and you're hitting the south. But you're doing it at two times, separate times. And the question is why? Because again, there's a fantastic mahlokere between Hakarim and Rabbi Shimon, how they did the uh, Korban Tamid. The argument is not where they sprinkled. Everybody's agreeing this, the blood hits the same, the same points, those four sides. And they're all going to agree, as we're going to see in the Gemara, it's done at the base of the Mizbeach. The only mahluk we have over here, was the southwestern side done in one shot, or was it done in two shots? So comes the Gemara and says, My ta'amad, Rabbi Shimon Isha Mizbah. What's the logic of Rabbi Shimon Isha Mizbah? Amar Rabbi Yohanan Mishum Had Rabbi Rabbi Anai. Rabbi Yohanan says in the name of one of the rabbis of the yeshiva of Rabbi Anai. Amar Kira. The Pasuk says, Usfir Izim Ehad Lehatat Lehashem Al Olat Tamid Yaseh Vinesko. The Torah on Rosh Chodesh talks about the two karmarot that they brought. He brought number one, Usfir Izim Ehad Lehatat. They had to bring a goat to Khatat on Rosh Chodesh. And then it says, Al Olat Tamid, which literally means, besides, over and above the Olat Tamid they brought every day, which is on Rosh Chodesh also brought a Olat Tamid. That's the fact that the Torah juxtaposes the Hattat in the same pasuk as the Ola. The Bishon is like this. Olahi. Really the Torah is focusing on the Qurban Ola. Bring the Ola Tamid, but bring it with the style of the Hattat. Which is Al Ola Tamid, meaning you have to superimpose the Hattat on the Ola. Now, what's special about the Hatat? The Hatat was placed actually on four corners. The Mizbeah has Kedanot. Kedanot are the corners on top of the Mizbeah. If you want to just remind yourselves of what the Mizbeah looked like. Uh, here. You see on 22, you see that these corners of the Mizbeah, on the top of the Mizbeah, right next to the uh, pyre where they put the uh, Korbanot themselves. So there's four of these things. So Qurban Khatat, each one was done individually. The Qur'an would go around with his finger. That's another difference between Khatat and uh, Tamid. It wasn't thrown. With his finger, he would just dab, dab, dabble it, uh, on the corner, then walk to the next corner and put it on. It was four separate uh, po- uh, points. It's uh, Arba, Shein Arba. It's four that are four. So therefore, he wants to say like this. The Olat Tamid has in it an element of Khatat. In that what? That one of its pourings are done separately. Just like the Qurban Khatat is done separately, it's not done where they sprinkle, you know, one that's two, right? Uh, Elad's done, each one separately. So the Pazuk says, 
על עולת התמיד. מוסעין איזה באחד לחטאת, השם על עולת התמיד, שהזדחתת פרופרטיז are superimposed on the עולה, and therefore, what he's going to really say is, you do part עולה, part חטאת. What's going to be the part Ola? The part Ola is going to be on the northeastern corner. Northeastern corner, do one shot. Right? Diagonally, hit both corners like an L, and therefore you get the Ola aspect of it. On the southwest corner, we want it to have the flavor of a Hatat. How is it going to have the flavor of the Hatat? Do it in two shots. Which means when you get to that corner, sprinkle it on the west, and then sprinkle it on the south. So it's... It's not exactly a hatat, obviously, because the hatat you don't sprinkle on that spot. You sprinkle on the top of the mizbayah, on the corner. What? How is it similar to hatat in the fact that you're doing it in two separate uh, actions? That's the mishmar. The Gemara says, "Hakesad, noten You put one sprinkling. That's two. Kemahaseh like mahaseh ola. I mean, on the northeastern corner, you do achachishtaim. However, shtayim she'em shtayim, but on the southwest corner you do shtayim she shtayim. You do two sprinklings that are two. Kemaseh hatat, like the maaseh hatat. So that's the chedush of Rabbi Shimon ish hamispah. Why did that on why those corners? We'll, we'll see those corners now. You'll see. You'll see why. The Gemara is going to ask this question. Now, uh, let's read. Uh, Rashi, lehatat laHashem al olat haTamid. Maaseh hatat al olat haTamid. The maaseh hatat is imposed on the olah. Vehatat teona pesuk matanot. When you separate the matanot, each one is done separately. Share damani tan al arba kedanot. Right, his blood is placed actually by the king's finger. He sprinkles it on the uh, corners. אף עולת התמיד יש בה פיסוק מתנות. So to עולת תמיד is going to have that property of separating the מתנות. לא שבטלו ממנו מעשה עולה. Don't take it out of its property of קורבן עולה. שרי עולה היא. אלא שניהם נוהגים בה. Which is, it is an עולה. I'm not telling you to bring it like a חטאת. In one aspect, follow the principal properties of a Qurban Khattat and uh, separate the southwestern uh, pourings into two shots. So comes the Gemara and says, "Viliten shtayim shen arba kemase ola, ve'arba shen arba kemase khattat." You want to superimpose the khattat on the ola? Do everything. Keep it as an ola first, which means do shtayim shen arba, do the northeastern corner, and then to do the southwestern corner, and then go around and sprinkle on all four sides. Not on the Kiranot, at the base of the Mizbayah then, go do on the south, and do on the west, and then go on the north, and then go on the east. You do, do both. Which is why, why are you only superimposing half? Superimpose the whole Khatat on the Ola. And they will do both. Which means technically the Kabbalah is asking, sprinkle twice. Sprinkle the Ola, Shtayim Shen Arba, and then go around and sprinkle the Khatat, Four shots. Arba shu arba. So Gabbara says, "Lo matzinu damim shemechaperim bechazim mechaperim." So we never find that you have to sprinkle twice to get kapara, because it's going to come out according to what you're learning. You're going to end up sprinkling on each corner twice. 
And one for the Ola, and one for the Hatat. You don't do that. The dam is mechaper once. So there's no option to go around twice. One time for Ola, and one time for Hatat. And damim mechaperim, mechuzim mechaperim. Good. V'chi matzinu damim shachatshan Hatat v'chatshan Ola? Okay, so you're going with stuff that we never saw before. Did you ever see a korban that's sprinkled half like an Ola and half like a Hatat? Which means, what, the way we're doing it is so common? But you're saying, oh, we, uh, that, that we never saw. We cannot accept this to go sprinkle the Ola version and then sprinkle the Hatat version. Why? We never saw such a thing. Oh, but this you saw what you're doing? You saw to do half like an Ola and half like a Hatat? That's normal? Ela, what are you going to say? And you're going to say what? I got a hekesh in the pasuk. From the fact that Torah juxtaposes hatat with ola, you're right, it might be a hadush. But I guess it's a katuf. So the Gibra says, for that matter then, even though it might be a hadush that we're telling you, to sprinkle the whole ola version, and then sprinkle the whole hatat version, that's the gizrat a katuf. Which means... What I'm telling you, the Gemara is saying, is not a bigger hadush than what you're saying. You're saying, do half ola, half hatat. Hey, did you ever see that before? You never saw it before, but what? Got a pasuk. So the same way you got a pasuk, tell you that hadush, learn the pasuk <coughs> further and say, do total ola sprinklings, and then do total hatat. I mean, the same hadush that the pasuk tells you to split it, go further. Tell you, do the whole ola and then the whole hatat. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. The difference. Hatam pisuk matanot be'almahi. Which means, you have to remember, it's a kurban ola. It's not a kurban hatat over here. All they're telling you is in the pasuk, the way we're learning it, do half like an ola, meaning one shot on the northeast corner, shtayim shen arba, and then do the southwest corner, keep it like an ola, meaning we want you to sprinkle it on the southwest. But, pisuk matanot, separate them. Which means, it'll have a little flavor of a hatat, but you know what? It's not a hatat. It's an ola. Because bottom line, you're still doing it on the base of the mizbayah. You're still pouring it. You know, it, it, it has one little aspect like a hatat that what? That it is done, being done separately. That according to you, you're saying to then after you do the shtayim shenalba, go around to each corner and and then sprinkle. That's already too much like a hatat. That's what it becomes. It's, hey, it's an olav. It's not a hatat. According to a whale already the pasuk, it's a hadush, but at least you're still keeping the properties of kurban ola on it, because bottom line, it's shtayim on one side. It's a hatshem shtayim actually, northeast. It's one sprinkle that get two shots, and then you're also going to the southwest. He's doing it separately. So, and that one little small thing is similar to a hatat. But what? It's really not a hatat. It's an ola. But the way you're telling me to do it is, go around to each corner. After you did the shtayim shen arba, go around to the north, sprinkle, to the, to the east, sprinkle, south. Sprinkle. That's too much like a hatat. And the Torah is not a hatat. We're talking about kurban, ola. So therefore, the Bishimon holds his grounds, and that's the way you do it. Comes the Gemara and says... So that gives us some questions. V'netiv achachi shtayim lemata kemaase ola, and shtayim shen shtayim lemala kemaase hatat. That gives us going to say like this. We have a we have a, a line on the mizbeach. It's called chuta sikla. Okay, if you look at your pictures, actually in twenty two, 
you see at the base of the Mizbeach, see there's like a red line here? This was called Chuta Sikra. When they would sprinkle on the Mizbeach different Korbanot, the bloods, so certain Korbanot had to be sprinkled below the line, and certain Korbanot had to be sprinkled above the line. As you know, Korban Khatat obviously was sprinkled above the line. Korban Tamid was sprinkled below the line. So therefore, see the Chuta Sikra? It's called Sikra. So Khatat was sprinkled above the line, and the Tamid is sprinkled below the line. So the Gabra says, hey, the southwestern sprinkling is has a Khatat uh, 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 flavor to it, yeah? So we should say like this, the northeast sprinkling sprinkled beneath the line, and the southwest sprinkling, since it's following the Khatat sprinkle, above the line. Two in one. Yeah, no, no, not necessarily on the horns. No, 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 but at least keep it like a hatat that is above the hotas sekra. Not, not saying to do it on Why? the horns because it's like a hatat. Once you're comparing it to a hatat, go further. Do the slightest thing. Is no, but you're right. But the, 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 the property of above the hotas sekra would make it more like a hatat. Because for sure it has to be... You just said, we just want to touch on the khatat. We don't want to go Oh, so, so the, you have to assume in this question, that would not take it away from the property of a hatat. I mean, of a ola. Because bottom line, you're not doing it on the corners. Which means you're still keeping it, we're not going crazy to make it like a hatat totally, but do it uh, above the hotat sikra at least, to give it more of a, you know, similarity to a hatat. So the Gemara says again, V'netiv. Keep the northeastern corner the same. Like an ola. And then do two separate pourings above the line, like a hatat. So comes the Gemara and says, This we never saw. In one Qurban, that the blood, half of it is sprinkled above the line, and half of it is sprinkled below the line. It's just not done. So the Gibbara says, Velo. Oh, it's not done? I'll show you it's done. Ve'atenan. On Kippur, when the Kohen would bring the par, it says he would sprinkle in front of the uh, parochet. That's in front of the, um, of, let's say, the, uh, the curtain that's separated between the Kodesh and the Kodashim. And it says, how would he sprinkle? Vihizami menu, from the blood of the par of Kippur, Ahat le ma'ala, Vesheva le mata. He would sprinkle, Ahat le ma'ala, one above, and seven below. Which means eight times he's sprinkling. Now the assumption is, that what? On the parochet itself, he would be careful to sprinkle one one shot above, let's say, the halfway point, and then the other seven below. So you see that in one sprinkling, there is concern sometimes you go lemala and you go lemata. So therefore, just like by the part of Kippur, there's a lemala and a lemata, so don't over here, sprinkle half the blood lemala mehotasikra, half the blood lemata mehotasikra. So the Gemara says, no, 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 kimasleef. Like a whip. What does it mean like a whip? Mike Matzlif, Ma'aver Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda showed, Ke Mangidna. Mangidna is like a whip. Like somebody getting lashes. Which means like this. They didn't sprinkle the blood on the parochet. 
they would sprinkle the blood in front of the parochet. Meaning they would start like this. The Quran would stand in front of the parochet. The first blood would be the ma'ala, meaning he would sprinkle it the furthest distance and it would land on the floor. The next seven would land underneath it. So therefore, the ma'ala, the mata is not on the parochet, halfway up, halfway down, nah. It's on the floor. How is it like a whip? So that she says when they used to whip somebody in Din, so the custom was they let's say start on the top of his back, and then every lash they would go a little lower. So the the whip would hit a, a, a lower spot. The same thing with the blood of the part of Kippur. He would sprinkle, he would stand, right? Sprinkle the blood, throw it, so the first drop lands the furthest away from him. That's Lemala. Ahat Lemala. The Sheva and the next seven, Lemata. Are closer to him, you know, subsequently going going down closer to him, where the last sprinkle is the closest to the Quran. So therefore, it's got nothing to do with the ma'ala and the on the parochet, on the mezbeah, so for no, uh, no proof. Good? Comes again what says. Ve'atenan, oh, I got another question from another Mishnah. It says like this, Hizamimenu al-taharo shil mezbeah, sheva pe'amim. It says they would take the blood. Again, we're talking about the blood over here of the. Let me get the exact korban what we're talking about. Velo, it's not so. Ve'atenan hizam imenu al taroshim mizbeach sheva paramim. Again, hazat dam para hatat shulom ekipurim amizbeach hazav. Okay, the para hatat of kipur. They would sprinkle the blood on the mizbeach hazav. Which means, after he just finished the, the, the uh, sprinkling of the seven over here, he would take the other half of the blood and go to the Mizbayah and sprinkle it over there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, it says what he would do is, first he'd take with his finger and dabble it on each of the corners of the Mizbayah, like a regular Korban Hatat, and then he would go uh, sprinkle it seven times on the Mizbayah. Where on the Mizbah did he sprinkle these seven times? So the Gibbara says, Vizam Vatinan. Okay, Velo. Oh, we don't see a separation between top and bottom. Vatinan, we looked in the Mishnah. So you're, getting, you're following the order? Yeah. The Parachatat, he would start by the Parochet. He did the seven on the floor. Then he go to the Mizbah, do on the four corners, and then he would do another seven. Where would he do the other seven? Vizam Vatinan. Hizamu al Tarosh from Mizbah Sheva Parameim. On the taharo of the mizbeah. What is taharo shel mizbeah? What is this word taharo? So the Gemara says, My love, apalged de mizbeah. They're learning originally the word taharo means at the midpoint of the mizbeah. In the wall of the mizbeah. He would sprinkle seven exactly at the midpoint. Why does the word taharo mean midpoint? Kida'amre inche. Like people say, taher tihara hu. How do people say midday? The way people would say midday is tihara, which means um, that's when the sun, let's say, is uh, you know overhead. No, no, no. The 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 way the way the Gemara over here is saying the the way they say afternoon, where the sun is exactly in the middle, uh-huh. they would say, Tihara Yoma. 
that the day is, um, you know, pure, which means it's exactly at the midpoint. Hey, you want to know exactly that statement over there? They would say uh, like this, Tahar Tihara, which means, the way he says it in Hebrew, Tsaharu Tsaharayim, which means the, 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 the day is... Give me the English. The purity of the day has arrived. Uh, the purity of the day. When's the purity of the day? When the sun's overhead. Right. Okay, beautiful. So therefore, when you say Taharosh al-Mizbeah, it means the midpoint of the Mizbeah. Now I ask you, is it possible to sprinkle exactly all the seven at the midpoint? Inevitably, some are going to go above the midpoint, and some are going to go <laughs> below the midpoint. It's impossible to hit exactly at the midpoint. So what do you see over here? We find the Qurban. That is, some of it goes above, and some of it goes below. You're right, he's got to aim for the middle, but it's not going to happen. So therefore, some of the blood's going to go above, some is going to go below. So we're back to the question, why the Qurban or not Tamid? In that Mizbah Yes, on the half of it, not half of it, all of it had to hit the midpoint, but it's not going to happen. It's going to go above and go below. And so we're going to say what? It's Kashir. So, so to the same thing, say do the northeast below the Chota Sikra. The southwest, above the Yonta Sikra, like a Hatat. So the Gemara says, Amar Ababar Shila, lo, no. Agufe de Mizbayah. When it says Al Taharosh al Mizbayah, it doesn't mean on the wall of the Mizbayah. It actually means on the Mizbayah itself, on the surface of the Mizbayah. Dekhtiv uchetsem ashamayim la Tohar. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, so the Zikinim were there. So at that time, the Zikinim received a prophecy. And it says their prophecy was like, like the clarity of a, of a clear day. That's the reception that the um, Zikinim got in that prophecy. Like the, uh, the sky, on a clean day. So when it says al tarosh al-Mizbayah, it means on the clean part of the Mizbayah. Because on the surface of the Mizbayah, there was ashes. So what, what, what did they do? The Quran would go up there, clean away some of the ashes, so the base of the Mizbayah was exposed. They would call that taharosh al-Mizbayah, the, the exposed surface of the Mizbayah. And then what? They would sprinkle the blood on the Mizbayah itself. So it's got nothing to do with at the midway point, so some is going above and some is going below. It's on the Mizbayah itself. If you look at picture number 23, you see what the Kohen is doing over there. He cleans away some of the coals. That's pure. Right? So now it's pure. Now it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, exposed. And it would sprinkle the blood on the Mizbayah itself. So that's doing do it above and below. Good? Yeah. Good, boys? Okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. Another question. Okay. You're doing northeast first, like an Ola, and you're doing southwest, like a Hatat, or with the flavor of a Hatat. So he's asking a question over here. Why not? Do the northeast like a hatat, and do the southwest like an ola. Why did you follow the ola system first, and then follow the hatat? Do the hatat first, and then do the ola. Now the mifashim explain why that would be a question, because you do find a precedence. Because the Mishnah Zivachim says, if let's say you have in front of you two bloods, dam hatat and dam ola, 
that both need, both need to be poured on the Mizbayah, the Hatat comes first. So you see Hatat as a precedence. So therefore, do it over here first. Do, do the sprinkling like the Hatat first, and then the sprinkling like the Ola. The Gemara answers what the obvious answer is. It's an Ola. And that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, since bottom line, it's not a Qurban Hatat, it's a Qurban Ola. He, Kadma Beresha. So obviously, its, it's style is going to take precedence first. Right? Next question. This was Marcel's question. Why do you put northeast and southwest? Where did you get those uh, corners? Why did you do uh, southeast? Vadar Sifonit Marabit and Northwest. Which means uh, do the opposite corners, the opposite diagonals. You're following uh, northeast, southwest, exactly diagonal from each other. Right? Do the other corners. Right? Instead of northeast, do uh, southeast. Southeast and northwest. So the Gibara says, Amar Ula Teuna Yesod. By Korban Tamid the blood has to fall into the Yesod. The Yesod was the base of the Mizbayah. Now, which means there was like a ledge that actually uh, went around the base of the Mizbayah. So when you would sprinkle anything on the corners, what would happen? The blood would trickle down into the Yesod. However, the Yesod did not circle the entire Mizbayah. On one of the sides of the Mizbayah, there was no Yesod. On the southeastern uh, wall of the Mizbayah, there was no Yesod. Which means, uh, if you look at... Um, yeah, the art scroll picture is a better picture, actually. If you look at your art scrolls, you'll see how the Yesod wraps around the sides of the Mizbayah. However, on the southeastern corner, south and the east. right, on the south, mm-hmm. right, that's, uh, right, Mizrah, exactly, and Safon, I'm sorry, and Daron. See the two sides? Those two sides, there was no Yesod. So therefore, if you're going to sprinkle on the southeast corner, it's not going to fall to the Yesod. So you have no choice but to go northeast, right, no, actually northeast, okay. and then you're going to go down to southwest. Now, on the, you're going to ask me a question. I thought we said on the eastern side there's no there's no yesod. Well, if you look on top, it wraps around one amma. So therefore, on the eastern side, on the top, you have one amma of yesod. So therefore, when you're going to sprinkle on the northeast corner, it'll hit both and it'll fall to the yesod. For that matter, on the southwest, right? Even though we said that on the west there was no uh, there was no yesod, but it did wrap around one amma. So therefore, you'll get that uh, you'll get that side as well. Actually, I, actually, we said on the south there was no uh, west. On the south there was no uh, yesod, but there was one amma wrap around on the south. So therefore, your only options are. And that's the answer to your question. The only options are north, east, south, west. So you get the yesod. All right. Yes, it will be diagonal from each other. Yes, it has to be that way because the other way you're not going to get your sword. Right. But you're not going to get your sword. You got to get your sword. All the bugs got to fall to your sword. On this, on the, on the northwest and the northeast. No, no, no. You got to get four walls. It has to be four walls. Okay. Well, that's the next question now.
מאי שינה דיעי ברשע מזרחית צפונית והדר מערבית דרומית Why do you first do the northeast corner, then the southwest corner? Niti Beresha Ma'arabit Deromit, Vadaim Mizrahi Tsefonit. Do the southwest, then the northeast. Who told you? I proved to you now why it's got to be those corners. Because you got Yesod. But who told you the order? Do southwest and then northeast. Why do northeast first and then southwest? So Gemara says, Keban de Amar Mor. Because since we have a statement from Masechet Zevachim that teaches us, Kol Pinot She'ata Pone, Whenever you turn, Lo yehu ela derech yamin lemizrah. You should always go to the right. Always start from the right. Now, over here the Gemara is not shown as right to the east. Like, we don't need the word east for this Gemara. It's just quoting you the word east because in the source of where we learned this statement, it was actually putting the Kohen in the east. But here, for our purposes, when a person is going to walk up the Mizbaya, well, actually, he's not really walking up the Mizbaya because you're not. To put it on the corners, you would actually walk up the ramp. Mm-hmm. The ramp was in the south. So you'd walk up the ramp. Let's say by Korban Hatat. Once you walk up the ramp, you turn to the right. Mm-hmm. That would put you due east. And then you'd put on that kid in first. And then you'd continue walking up the uh, Mizbayah. Right, counterclockwise. The same thing over here. Here you're not walking up the Mizbayah. But what side of the Mizbayah are you going to walk up? You'll walk up the right side. Because whenever you're walking, you always walk towards the right. Now, when you're going to walk towards the, the right side of the Mizbayah, now, on the first corner, that's the uh, southeast corner, you don't, you don't sprinkle on that corner. Right? You know, that corner doesn't have a base, doesn't have a yesod. So you continue walking. As you continue with the first corner that's viable for sprinkling, sprinkling is what? The northeastern corner. And then what do you do? You turn right. So again, the way they explain it is, he starts on the right side of the Mizbayah. Okay? He walks up the side of the Mizbayah. The first corner he comes in contact with is the southeastern corner. The southeastern corner, which you don't sprinkle on because of no yesod. So he continues his walk up the Mizbayah, towards the right side of the Mizbayah, and he gets to the northeast corner. The northeast corner is the first corner that needs sprinkling. Now watch. I'm reading over here in the Pirush. Kishim Makifita Mizbayah, when he's not going to circle the Mizbayah to get to the southwestern corner. Matchidu minad darom. Umakifu olek minad darom the Mizrah, minad Mizrah le Safon, neged kivu na Sha'on. Counterclockwise. Since the Quran is always facing the Mizbayah, when you're going to go counterclockwise, as he's facing the Mizbayah and sprinkles, he has to turn to his right. He makes the right in order to continue his walk to go around. So therefore, it is following the dictum of the Gemara that called Piniyot, all his turnings is to the right. Gemara continues. The Gemara says like this, Who told you to superimpose the hatat on the ola. Maybe it was the opposite what the Pasuk is telling you. Maybe it means superimpose the style of the ola on the hatat. Which means when the Pasuk says al ola tamid, maybe it means take the ola tamid style and do it on the hatat that's right in the beginning of the Pasuk. 
You didn't learn that way, which is the Ola's got what? The Shtayim Shein Arba. Maybe it's telling you that the Khatat of Rosh Chodesh is different than all Khataot. Normal Khatat is what? Four Kiranot. But maybe the Khatat of Rosh Chodesh has to be like an Ola, Idu Shtayim Shein Arba. Means who told you to put the Khatat on the Ola? Maybe put the Ola on the Khatat. So the Gemara says, Dos Hakadatach. I would never have thought that. Dikhtiv al olat tamid yaseb nisko. My kamarahmana mide de hatat shede a ola. Meaning al olat tamid. Which means put the hatat on the ola. So therefore the ola is the pekar over here and you're adding the hatat aspect element of it to the uh, korban. So of course it's al ola. You're putting something on the ola. What are you putting it? The style of the. Hatta Baruch Adonai Le'olam